This is the Adventist World Radio, and you are listening to the Voice of Hope. For more information, please feel free to write to us. Our email address is Bible at awr dot org, or you could also call us on WhatsApp at plus one two two four two 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 zero seven seven seven. From the studio of Adventist World Radio, Pune. A very warm welcome to you. This is our international English service. In our program today, we bring you an inspiring message and songs of praise. You will hear God's word to strengthen you spiritually. You are listening to Adventist World Radio, the Voice of Hope. Programs, you are welcome to write to us on this postal address, Adventist Media Center, Post Box One Four Four Six, Market Yard, Pune, Four One One Zero Three Seven, Maharashtra, India. You can also log into our website to hear all our programs, which is www. 
awr.org Before we hear God's word here's a melodious song Studios of Adventist Media Center, Pune. 
we have Helen Jacob presenting God's Word. I welcome Pastor Richard. He'll be sharing God's Word. Go ahead, Pastor. Shall we pray? Dear Righteous Father, thank you for this day of life. As we're going to read the topic repentance, may we have the reconciliation in our hearts that we would show that we are your children. Thank you, God, as we study this lesson. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. How shall a man be just with God? That's the question this day. How shall the sinner be made righteous? It is only through Christ that we can be brought into harmony with God, with holiness. But how are we to come to Christ? Many are asking the same question as did the multitude on the day of Pentecost. When convicted of sin, they cried out. Acts chapter 2 verses 37 to 38. The first words of Peter answers was repent. What shall we do? And another time shortly after he said, Repent and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. Repentance includes sorrow for sin and a turning away from it. We shall not renounce sin unless we see its sinfulness until we turn away from it in heart. There will be no real change in life. There are many who fail to understand the true nature of repentance. Multitudes sorrow that they have sinned and even make an outward reformation because they fear that their wrongdoing will bring suffering upon themselves. But this is not repentance in the, in the Bible sense. They lament the suffering rather than the sin. Such was the grief of Esau when he saw that the birthright was lost to him forever. Balaam, terrified by the angel standing in his pathway, which draws word, acknowledged his guilt, lest he should lose his life. But there was no genuine repentance of sin, no conversation of purpose, no abhorrence of evil. Even Judas Iscariot, after betraying his Lord, exclaimed, I have sinned in that I have betrayed the innocent blood. It shows in Matthew chapter 27, verses 4. The confession was forced from his guilty soul by an awful sense of condemnation and a fearful looking for off judgment. The consequences that were to result to him filled him with terror. But there was no deep, heartbreaking grief in his soul that he had betrayed the spotless Son of God and denied the Holy One of Israel. Pharaoh, when suffering under the judgments of God, acknowledged his sin in order to escape further punishment. But written to his defense of heaven, as soon as the plagues were stayed, these all lamented the results of sin, but did not sorrow for the sin itself. But when the heart yields to the influence of the Spirit of God, the, the conscience will be quickened, and the sinner will be discerned something of the depth and sacredness of God's holy law. The foundation of his garment in heaven on the earth. In John chapter 9, 1 verses 9 it says, The light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world illumines the secret 
chambers of the soul and the hidden things of darkness are made manifest. What a beautiful promise it is, dear listeners. Conviction takes hold upon the mind and the heart. The sinner has a sense of the righteousness of Jehovah and feels the terror of appearing. In his own guilt and uncleanness, before the searcher of hearts, he sees the love of God, the beauty of holiness, the joy of purity. He longs to be cleansed and to be restored to the communion with heaven. The prayer of David after his fall illustrates the nature of true sorrow for sin. His repentance was sincere and deep. There was no effort to palliate his guilt, no desire to escape the judgment threatened. Inspired his prayer, David saw the enormity of his transgression. He saw the defilement of his soul. He lauded his sin. It was not for pardon only that he prayed, but for purity of heart. He longed for the joy of holiness, to be restored to harmony and communion with God. This was the language of his soul. Here in Psalms chapter 51, verses 1 to 4, we read this wonderful chapter. It says, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord impute not iniquity." and in whose spirit there is no guilt. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions, for acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Purge me with high soup, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be wither than snow. Create in me clean heart to God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. A repentance such as this is beyond the reach of our own power to accomplish the listeners. It is obtained only from Christ, who has sent upon, upon high and has given gifts unto men. Just here is a point on which many may err, and hence they fail of receiving the help that Christ desires to give them. They think that they cannot come to Christ unless they first repent, and that repentance prepares for the forgiveness of their sins. It is true that repentance does precede the forgiveness of sins. For it is only the broken and contrite heart that will feel the need of a Savior. But must the sinner wait till he repented before he can come to Jesus? Is repentance to be made an obstacle between the sinner and the Savior? The Bible does not teach that the sinner must repent before he can heed the invitation of Christ. Matthew chapter 11 verses 28 says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. It is the virtue that goes forth from Christ that leads to genuine repentance. Peter made the matter clear in his statement to the Israelites when he said in Acts chapter 5 verses 31, 
him that hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. We can be no more repent without the spirit of Christ to awaken the conscience that we can be pardoned without Christ. Christ is the source of every right impulse. He is the only one that can implant in the heart enmity against sin. Every desire for truth and purity, every conviction of our own sinfulness is an evidence that his spirit is moving upon our heart. Jesus said in John chapter 12 verses 32, I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. What a beautiful promise it is, dear listeners. Christ must be revealed to the sinner as the Savior dying for the sins of the world. And as we behold the Lamb of God upon the cross of Calvary, the mystery of redemption begins to unfold to our minds and the goodness of God leads us to repentance. In dying for sinners, Christ manifested a love that is incomprehensible. And as the sinner beholds this love, it softens the heart. It impresses the mind. It inspires contrition in the soul. It is true that men sometimes become ashamed of their sinful ways and give up some of their evil habits before they are conscious that they are being drawn to Christ. But whenever they make an effort to reform from a sincere desire to do right, it is the power of Christ that is drawing them an influence of which they are unconscious works upon the soul and the conscious is quickened and the outward life is amended and as Christ draws them to look upon his cross to behold him with their sins have pierced the commandment comes home to the conscience the wickedness of their life the deep-seated sin of the soul is revealed to them they begin to comprehend something of the righteousness of Christ and exclaim, What is sin that it should require such a sacrifice for the redemption of its victim? Was all this love, all this suffering, all this humiliation demanded that we might not perish but have everlasting life? The sinner may resist this love, may refuse to be drawn to Christ, but if he does not, resist he will be drawn to jesus a knowledge of the plan of salvation will lead him to the foot of the cross in repentance for his sins which has caused the sufferings on god's dear son the same divine mind that is working upon the things of nature is speaking to the hearts of men and creating an inexpressible craving for something they have not the things of the world cannot satisfy their longings. The Spirit of God is pleading with them to seek for those things that alone can give peace and rest. The grace of Christ, Jesus, is the joy of holiness. Three influences seen and unseen. Our Savior is constantly at work to attract the minds of men from the unsatisfying pleasures of sin to the infinite blessings that may be theirs in him. To all these souls 
who are vainly seeking to drink from the broken cisterns of this world, the divine message is addressed. Revelation chapter 22 verses 17 says, Let him that is a thirst come, and whoever is willing, let him take the water of life freely. Beautiful promise, is it? Because this promise makes us alive when we impart this, when we feel thirsty, it reminds us that God is going to quench our thirst with his blessing. You who in heart long for something better than this world can give, recognize this longing as the voice of God to your soul. Ask him to give you repentance, to reveal Christ to you in his infinite love, in his perfect purity. In the Savior's life, the principles of God's law, love to God and man were perfectly ex exemplified. Benevolence, unselfish love was the life of his soul. It is as we behold him, as the light from our Savior falls upon us, that we see the sinfulness of our own hearts. We may have flattered ourselves, as did Nicodemus, that our life has been upright, that our moral character is correct, and think that we need to be not humble the heart before God, like the common sinner. But when the light from Christ shines into our souls, we shall see how impure we are. We shall discern the selfishness of motive, the enmity against God that has defiled every act of life. Then we shall know that our righteousness is indeed has filthy rags and that the blood of Christ alone can cleanse us from the defilement of sin and renew our hearts in his own likeness. One ray of the glory of God, one gleam of the purity of Christ, penetrating soul makes every spot of defilement painfully distinct. Dear listeners, as we have this repentance in our hearts. God is going to uphold us of this great change that would impart in our lives. May the good Lord bless all of us. Shall we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this blessed sermon that you have given to us as we impart ourselves, remembering of learning this repentance in our hearts. May we quench our thirst with your spirit. May the spirit of you would lead us in every part of our life. Thank you, Lord, and be with us till we meet again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
broadcast to know more on god's word you are always welcome to write to us adventist media center post box 1446 market yard pune 411037 maharashtra india and you can email us at helenrichesv@gmail.com Helen Riches V at Gmail dot com. H E L E N R I C H E S V at Gmail dot com. You can contact us with your prayer requests and your interest for Bible study at these numbers: Center of Digital Evangelism C D E. Zero 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 eight zero 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 four zero one seven zero four, or you can message us directly at plus one seven four seven two eight two two eight eight zero. Our WhatsApp number is plus nine one nine zero 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 eight. Nine zero nine three, and you can email us at Helen Riches V at Gmail dot com. H E L E N R I 
c h e s v at gmail dot com. We invite you to visit us on our website, www dot a w r dot o r g. This is David, and I am Madhuri. Signing off at A W R. Do join us again along with your family and friends. Till then, we wish you goodbye, goodbye and, and God, God bless. bless. This is the Adventist World Radio, and you are listening to the Voice of Hope. For more information, please feel free to write to us. Our email address is Bible at A W R. dot org, or you could also call us on WhatsApp at plus one two two four two 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 zero seven seven seven.